Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. And I just want to discuss my experience of the first two weeks of virtual learning. So the big question is this. How are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today we're going to be talking about my experience of the first two weeks of virtual learning. And some of you that are dealing with this right now are going to absolutely hate me. Um, And I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm a pretty involved dad and I'm a pretty involved parent. Uh, for those of you who may be new to this, uh, especially because of the title, it may trigger you and say, oh, I want to listen to that. Um, here's, here's the deal. Uh, my wife is consumed with it. A lot of her friends are consumed with what's going on in the virtual learning. Um, the uncertainty, um, because it's new to everybody, it's new to the students, it's new to the teachers, it's new to the uh, administration, it's new to the people who created curriculums at the county level, uh, it's new to everybody. There are so many kinks to work out that I personally refuse to engage at a high level simply because um, the frustration levels that are going to come and the potential disagreements and frustration within the household based on uncontrollable scenarios such as whether the system works or not, um, I I am avoiding. And I'm doing it strategically because I see the frustration on my wife and, and, and all I could do is console her and say, hey, it'll get better. And when is it gonna get better when they work out the kinks? When are they gonna work out the kinks? And that's not necessarily her, but this is just, a, 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 you know, the, the inner dialogue that I can hear. People are frustrated and people are saying, why can't they do this? Why couldn't they figure this out? Why could, because nobody tested it. <clears throat> um, so the first two weeks, this is my experience from afar. Day one, couldn't get into the system. Took uh, two hours. Finally get in the system, system crashes. Uh, 118,000 students plus teachers and administration, plus, not not including, plus. So let's just add another 10,000 people on there. Nearly 130,000 people trying to get into a system for the first time that never worked. Uh, day two, actually got in on time. And the, the, the day went fairly smoothly for us, but not for everybody as the system crashed partially for other people. Day three, woohoo! wow, day three is a free day. Wednesdays is a day of independent learning. No class time on the, on the, on the platform. Uh, whatever platform you're on, we have one called CTLS, that uh, we have Seesaw. And then we also are using Zoom. So we actually have three platforms. But when the original thing was that we would all be on one platform, the CTLS. What happens? 
teachers didn't give enough work. We had to keep him occupied because we don't want a down day in the middle of the week when we are in learning and school mode. So they told they gave him 12 sheets of stuff to do. Teachers said just do one in the morning and one in the afternoon. My wife had him do all of them and it took him less than two hours. So he got his school learning in. He thought he he did what he was supposed to because we didn't tell him he was only supposed to do one or two. Um, and long story short, you know, he probably doesn't have any worksheets to do for the second week. By the end of the week, it seemed as though they got the technology under control. Now, now I'm going to preface all this and maybe I should have prefaced it. Um, with this but I have a fourth grader not only do I have a fourth grader I have a responsible fourth grader that when we ask him to do things for the most part they get done kids not perfect and neither are we perfect because I told you it's the whole title of my entire podcast I don't know jack about parenting I can't imagine what it's like to have a kindergartner where the expectation is for a kindergartner to sit in front of a computer for four to six hours. Especially for those parents who um, are really aware of how much screen time their kids have, right? Now the kids are sitting in front of a computer or an iPad or a tablet. Um, I, I can't imagine what that looks like, nor can I imagine what it looks like to try and get that kid to stay put. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a child with special needs. Uh, whether they're autistic, whether they have Downs, whether they, uh, you know, any special needs that are out there, I, I, I just don't know how you parents are dealing with that. So if I have one of you in my audience, uh, my heart goes out to you especially because it's difficult. I have friends who are, uh, have children that are, you know, fourth and sixth grade that work full time. Uh, fortunately, they're able to work from home. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're putting in eight to 10 hour work days and their children are um, on their own for the most part, which, you know, I grew up in that scenario where my mom worked an awful lot to support us. Uh, and she told me from a very young age, you know, I have to go to work and you have to go to work. You know, your school is work. If mom doesn't show up at work at a high level, I, we don't get paid. We don't have a roof over our head. So I, I don't have time to babysit you. I expect you to go to school, pay attention and do well. Those were the expectations put on me. Uh, so when I see that family, I think of, you know, those kids are expected to do well because mom and dad are providing. Everybody is in a unique situation. Everybody. This is uh, uncharted territory. And for many parents, you know, school is a, a, a place that we can send our kids safely. Right? I don't think anybody doesn't feel as though they're, they're putting their kids in school and they're going to come home every day. Um, and, and we know that they're... they're being empowered right by learning and and we don't have that right now because they're home and they're stuck in front of a computer and there's so many variables not getting in 
Um, teachers not comfortable with technology, right? I've, I've witnessed some teachers who, and, and I know a lot of teachers who are like, you know, this is foreign concept to me. I like being, the, the teachers don't have the ability to, to connect to the children the way they want to. You know, teachers inherently come from a place of love and they wanna hug and touch their children and, and comfort them in times of crisis. And to watch a child maybe upset or frustrated through a computer screen, I can only imagine how the heartbreaks of, of our uh, tens of thousands of teachers around the country when they just can't sit there and give them a hug when that kid needs a hug. And maybe, you know, the parent isn't right there because we're being asked to, you know, allow the teachers to do their job and put your kids in that workspace. And, you know, if, if you know, if, I mean, I can't imagine any parent saying go in there and suck it up, but at some level, they kind of have to grow up. There's so many variables that are running through my head that the first two weeks of, of my experience are this, at least coaching my own kid. As technology fails, I say to him, they're gonna fix it. Let's do something over here. As, uh, you know, we don't have assignments, we just put things in front of them. As, you know, he's like, well, what do we have to do here? What do we, you know, I don't wanna do that. It's like, not a question whether you want to or not. It's schoolwork, we need to get it done. It's just different looking. You know, we just, you know, and, and I like to think that for the most part, collectively, my wife and I, even though privately, she's a little bit more emotional about this. You know, I like to think that overall, he's not stressed by this virtual learning. I'll also add this, doing what I do for a living, he sees me do it every day. He sees me on video chats with clients. He sees me in front of a computer for hours. And maybe in our household, it's a norm for him. Like, I think dad does it. If he could do it, I can do it. Um, so I know we have an added uh, benefit in our household that I don't think it's, I don't wanna say abnormal, uh, but, it, but it is very normal for him to see me working. It's very normal for him to come into my office and ask if I'm on a video conference or if I'm on a phone call, if he sees headphones in my ear. You know, he knows not to just barge in. Uh, so I give him that same respect. I'll walk in his room and be like, are we in class? And some of those things probably need to be learned in some other households. So here's my conclusion of the first two weeks. We've come a long way. There's a long way to go. There's a lot of learning as to, from the teacher's perspective of what it looks like in our house, right? And show some empathy for the dynamic of what's going on, the parents working, they just can't sit there and, and coddle the kids. Um, uh, but on the other end, I don't know what it looks like fully for a teacher. And we need to understand that they're doing the best that they can. And, and slow down on the criticism and show uh, compassion and, and, and gratefulness for what they are doing because they are doing a tremendous job empowering our kids the best way they can under these circumstances. 
So I, I told my wife, I think last week, it's probably gonna be at least a month before there's any level of comfort. Uh, so give it a month and let's reevaluate because we'll come a long way in a month. Look, I don't know jack about parenting, but I like to think I know a little bit about people. Um, and all of us are stressed. And when we're stressed, we're emotional. And when emotions are high, intelligence is low. And if we could just step back saying, wow, I'm a little bit emotional about this. This is frustrating. So, you know, frustrating is a very nice way of saying angry. Um, if we could just step back and show each other a little bit of grace. And for those of you who need to be in the know, need to ask the questions, ask the questions from a place of love, not uh, anger. And because what do they say? The saying is you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. Be nice to the people who are stressed, knowing that whatever they've created, there were kinks to be made out and, and they wanna serve our kids, which is ultimately serving us parents so we could just come from a little bit more place of love and understanding there are enough people who will ask the questions in a rude way there are enough people who will criticize without fully understanding the dynamic of what's going on and, and, and I'll, I'll end it on this you know I got an email yesterday from uh, the president of our foundation at the school and she says you know I've only had to have two or three meetings for our foundation thus far this year. And I'm getting a little glimpse of how frustrating and how difficult it could be to run things virtually. And I'm just running this small portion of the school. So she is showing a little grace. If she could do it and I can do it. I know you can do it too. See you in the next episode. Do you wanna be the dad you wish you had? If so, Go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com now and get it while it's free.